You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. The time has come, 49ers fans. The NFL season for all of the faithful is finally upon us, and things could not have started off better. Today was the very first day of 49ers training camp, so the season is here. Off season is over, and man, do we have a great episode for you today. It's going to be a long one because we are going to be covering the press conference that took place when players reported yesterday between John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Pup candidate players, just some tidbits that each of the the coach and the GM had to say about different players then we are going to be going through the actual training camp practice today which just concluded about 30 minutes ago just got off of the final press conference with Robert Sala at the end of practice and we're going to finish up with that so we've got a lot of stuff to get to today and part of this is my fault I recorded a <laughs> extra episode yesterday just over the press conference and sure enough technical difficulties the internet wiped away the entire thing. Anyway, lots of cuss words and tequila yesterday, but we're going to redo it because this is huge. We have more information available just over the last 24 hours than we probably have had in the last three months combined out of Santa Clara. So we are going to be jumping into that. And just in case this is your first time listening, thank you guys. Uh, this is the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, John Chapman, your one-stop shop for all things 49ers, and we're going to be here. It's go time. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been asking me to put out more content uh, two to three times a week. It starts now, so make sure you hit subscribe wherever you uh, listen to podcasts. We are the number one rated 49ers podcast on iTunes, so whatever platform you use, just type in 49ers, and we will be one of the first, if not the very first, to pull up. So let's jump right into some of the transactions that took place. You know, two days ago started off wonderful with the signing of both Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa. They get signed the two of the last draft picks of the entire NFL, over 240 plus players. We had the last two signed. It's kind of what it is. A lot of it has to do with their agency, CAA. Their players hold out. It's just what it is. Then after we sign those two players, 
we waive Eric Magnuson, which was a shocking move. I had him as the number one backup at the guard position, but we waive him. He clears waivers. We're able to bring him back on an injured reserve status, so he doesn't even count against our 90-man roster, but we have him there. Uh, absolutely got super lucky with that one. We move on. We sign Niles Paul, who was drafted in the fifth round, the tight end out of Washington. Here's the funny thing, and you're going to hear this a lot. Kyle Shanahan loves players that he has coached before. Kyle Shanahan was in Washington when they drafted Niles Paul, and he's kind of just a above-average tight end at everything. He can catch the ball. He's a little bit explosive. He's a decent blocker. But we're going to explain why Niles Paul was brought in. And then just today, Jordan Thompson, undrafted free agent out of Northwestern, big defensive lineman, 6'3", 292. He came over. He spent two weeks with the Colts and was let go there. And we signed him today. So we have our full 90 man. And that's kind of where we are. Now, let's jump through the press conference real quick because there's some very important information. Now, we started off, and Kyle Shanahan said, and John Lynch, we're going to have four players that are going to be on the pup list. Now, before we talk about these four players, we have to understand what the difference is between preseason pup list and regular season pup list. Pup means P-U-P, physically unable to perform. So that's what that means. Now, the pup active list during training camp and preseason means absolutely nothing. You can be on the pup list one day and practice the very next. There is no penalty or time constraints against during the preseason or training camp if you're on that. So uh, here's what's important to understand. Now, after the fourth preseason game, whenever we have to cut down our roster to the 53-man, we're at 90 now. And the way NFL has changed it, there used to be three cut-down dates. Now there's just one. So we go from 90 to 53. You have to make that initial 53-man roster no matter what. Then you can be put on the pup list. And the regular season pup list is completely different. If you get placed on that at any point in the season, you are required to miss a minimum of six games no matter what. So right now, no penalty. You can be activated tomorrow. But during the regular season, if you get put on that after that 53-man cut down, you have to miss at least six games. So I want to talk about the four players that are on the pup list as of now. The first one is Jarek McKinnon, Jet. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan, he went out and said, we have so much depth at the running back position. This allows us to put and to be patient with Jarek McKinnon. He might be able to come back now. And he even said he's worked harder than any player I've ever seen try to fight back from injury. you know. And he went on to say, we committed to Jarek McKinnon over, we chose him over Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde had a great year with the, you know, the 49ers a few years ago, but just wasn't the best scheme fit. And this has been a testament to what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have done. Their first year in, they were just plugging holes. Their second and third year, they're trying to find cornerstone pieces that fit the scheme and exactly what they want to do. And if you look at our roster as a whole, there is no denying that in the three years that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have been here, our roster has improved dramatically on both the offense and defensive side of the ball. They both also said that Jarek McKinnon would be the first player to come off this list. 
they do expect him to be back anytime, but they don't have to rush him because we have so much depth at that running back position. The second player on the pup is Jimmy Ward. He broke his collarbone. Uh, we refer to him as Mr. Glass. He is always injured. They do expect him to be back around Denver. That's our second preseason game. So, you know, we're looking three to four weeks, about a month out, but uh, they do see Ward as the starting safety. Kyle Shanahan alluded to this twice in his press conference that he sees Ward and Tart as the two uh, starting safeties, and that's what they had in OTAs and minicamp, and they want to keep it that way. So uh, just kind of expect that. Now it is interesting that Ward is hurt now because we're going to get to see a lot of guys with a little bit less experience get those starter snaps during training camp, which is a great thing because we know what Jimmy Ward is. Now the third player on the pup list is Western Richburg, our starting center. You know, he played injured all last year. He had a very subpar year, but you have to give him credit for fighting through what was a tough season. You could tell his knee was bothering him the whole time, but he played the whole year. So Kyle Shanahan said, we are working towards a week one. They're hoping he's going to start week one. Uh, Ben Garland has stepped up big time. He took starting snaps at center today, but we'll get to all that. And the last player on the pup, which is a big one, that's Garrett Selleck, the longtime 49er tight end. Absolutely love this guy and how he plays. He had an awful year last year, definitely rescinded, but he had a really bad concussion and then had a very, he had a tough back surgery. And it seems like he is going to be a candidate for the regular season pup as well, which again, John Lynch talked about that, which means we're not going to see this guy. Best case scenario, if he makes the roster, which I don't think that he will, um, he will miss the first six to eight weeks of this regular season as well. So you're talking several months away from even being able to practice. So I I think the writing is on the wall for Garrett Selleck, but um, just want to say shout out to that guy because he is awesome. Now, some questions were asked about Jimmy Garoppolo. He passed his physical during the press conference. He was out there today, full go, played all team snaps. He was out there. He looks great. You know, he does have a brace on his left leg. So he's a right-handed thrower, which is great that his ACL was on his front leg because that's his follow-through step. It's not his back plant step that takes a lot of the turmoil and the quarterback drop. Uh, drop step so that's a good thing he looks great no issues with that there Kyle Shanahan did come out and say though that two players and this is the next player I'm going to talk about will not be playing in week one of the preseason and that is Jimmy Garoppolo and Quan Alexander the linebacker that we brought over for Tampa Bay that is very excited just a turnover machine crazy high speed high motor so Quan Alexander he is cleared but he also is going to be eased into everything. He will not be playing week one of the preseason. But other than those two, Jimmy Garoppolo and Quan Alexander, everybody is expected to be a full go week one of the preseason and all those things. Now, before we continue with a little bit more of the press conference and some specifics on players, I do want to say we have a giveaway, a 49ers Rush giveaway. This is going to be free to you guys over $100 value from Manscaped.com. If you want to have (laughs) your southern region in the best possible shape ever, manscaped.com is going to be for you. But all you got to do, head over to iTunes, type in 49ers. We're the first one that pulls up. Leave a positive review of us with your Twitter handle and or email address on that. That's all you got to do. I'm going to be sending you. It's got a shaver. It's got ball deodorant, body wash, a straight razor that is absolutely incredible. 
t-shirt. It's even got a mat that you can groom yourself on top of, so it's easy cleanup. This stuff is awesome. Uh, awesome leather travel bag as well. Again, over $100 value for Manscaped, free to you. All you have to do is go over to 49ers Rush podcast on itunes leave it a positive review with your twitter handle and or email address and i'll be giving away that soon so again please do that and if you want to know the best way to help us is to leave us positive reviews that bumps us up as i said before you know we are number one on itunes right now on all 49ers podcasts and that's important to me i want to continue providing top tier content hopefully i do that but if you leave those reviews it helps us out considerably Okay, so back to the press conference. Again, this was before training camp, but there's some very important things that I want to hit on. You know, Kyle Shanahan was asked right off the bat, do you feel pressure and do you want the players to feel pressure going into year three? You've talked about changing the culture, but now it's time to get wins. And Kyle Shanahan responded very quickly. You know, he's, he's, he's a very smart guy and you could tell when some things kind of bother him. But he said, I want them to feel confidence. You know, there's lots of reasons to feel confidence this year, the roster with what we have in place. And and that's what we have here. We want the players to play confident and quick. And then it was followed up with a question about their relationship between John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. And Kyle Shanahan said, anybody that would question our relationship is the stupidest ever. That's a direct quote from Kyle Shanahan, which was kind of going at Matt Miller of Bleacher Report, who threw out a couple reports. And also there was another report that just came out this week saying some of the former scouts that were with the 49ers in their first and second year, they're not there anymore, were a little disgruntled because they felt that Kyle Shanahan just took whoever he wanted and didn't really listen to their things. And this was in reference to the Joe Williams pick his very first year. And I agree, that should be criticized. But, you know, Kyle Shanahan went on and said, more people have a voice here in this building than any place I've ever been in. Now, having said that, we're going to listen to him. But ultimately, the, de- the de- decision comes down to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. And he said, we're going to make that. And so the one person has made two negative reports public, and that person's no longer here. So he's very happy with where they are. I think he kind of has to say that, but I believe him. You know, we used to have leaks in the 49ers get filtered out all the time through the press. We don't have that problem anymore. That's no longer an issue under this uh, current front office. So I love that. A couple questions about Richard Sherman and how he looks this year to last year. And, man, I loved what he said. And, again, this is Kyle Shanahan. He said, you know, last year Richard Sherman was coming back from the injury. He didn't get to do anything through minicamp. He didn't get to do anything during OTAs. And he was just forcing himself through sheer sheer will to be ready by training camp, and he was. This year, however, he's been able to be out there the whole time. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's faster. He's much more confident i'm super excited to see what richard sherman can bring because last year he was our best corner but he wasn't a great corner as far as nfl standards he was just best for us however if he can return to what he was doing two to three years ago then holy cow next up was bosa and how he got hurt in otas on day one and the question was asked is he behind And they said absolutely not. And they compared Bosa's rookie year this year to Solomon Thomas's rookie year. You know, coming out of Stanford a few years ago, 
if you remember the quarter system in the Pac-12 meant you had to wait until graduation till you could participate in the NFL. So, you know, Solomon Thomas, plus his contract wasn't signed, so he didn't get to take place in OTAs, he didn't get to play, take place in minicamp, and he missed the first two days of training camp. That was his first time to be with the team. You're already two practices in. Whereas, yes, Joey Bosa did get uh, – Nick Bosa. I'm going to do that several times this year, I'm sure. Nick Bosa did get hurt in his very first day of OTAs, but he's still been there. He's been working out with the team. He's been in meetings. He's been getting mental reps. And so he is light years ahead of where Solomon Thomas was back in the day. And Bosa had a hell of a day, day one. So love to hear that. Things are looking really, really good. You know, John Lynch had a couple things that I wanted to add on. He was asked, why were Debo Samuels and Nick Bosa's contracts took so long? And he said, hey, it's just the way things roll. I'm just glad they're here now, and we need to move forward. We got to put this behind us. And, you know, whenever he was asked about Jason Verrett, which I thought was very awesome, you know, they asked basically, why take a gamble on a player that's had three consecutive season-ending injuries? And here's the deal. He said, you know, we've got to take a whole body approach with him and protect him from himself. But if you didn't know Verrett's injury history, you would not think that whenever you watch him work out. He is ready to go. Um, seems 100% healthy, and we're really excited. And they're putting him on a management plan and several players on a management plan. They've talked a lot about this to try to take a full-on intentional approach to stopping all the training camp injuries. And they've hired a couple of sports firms and data firms to try to uh, find a way to predict how to rest players on certain days so that they can prevent injuries instead of being a retroactive approach to it and just waiting until somebody gets tightened up and then whatever. So He's going to be on one of those. Quan Alexander's going to be on one of those. And several different players are just to try to preserve and keep things where they should be. So without further ado, what you all came for, I know we're 17 minutes in, but here we go. Training camp practice on today, July 27th, the very first one. I want to say thanks to Rob Lauder, Chris Biederman, and Cam Inman who have put out reports. You know, I've taken a couple stats from them and just tried to blend all that together. So the goal here is to give you a perfect snapshot of what took place today in training camp. And so today was just helmets only. The very first padded practice is going to be on Monday. So you have to understand when we're talking D-line and O-line and all those things, they're without pads. So they're playing you know, team ball and they're going at it. But any time that takes place, this is a huge advantage for the defense. You know, Whenever I coached, you knew during two days or training camp or whatever you want to call it, the defense always starts off with a gigantic advantage. It takes the offense a while, usually once you get into the first, second game, uh, to kind of leap past that. And as the games go on throughout the season, the point totals get higher, 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 higher because they can scheme up things because they have the defense what they do on film. So just understand that. Um, and practice started off awesome. You know, last year we had McGlinchey going out there and doing the worm and pumping up the crowd that's going to be there. Well, that seems to be uh, passed down in a little bit of a tradition now. Justin School, the rookie offensive lineman, goes out there and he didn't do the worm near as well as McGlinchey. That's for sure. But uh, he did a heck of a job. He went out there, did the worm, high-fived fans, pumped everybody up. It was awesome. Absolutely loved it. The energy out there at Santa Clara is great. And 
Now, there were a few players that were kept out of full team drills, just three, Quan Alexander, Jason Verrett, and our rookie third-round pick, Jalen Hurd. Besides those three, every single person, including Jimmy Garoppolo, was full go throughout the whole practice, which is the best news that we could possibly have. So let's spend a little bit of time on the offensive offensive side, who was starters, who took reps where, and all those things. So offensive starters, probably the most important thing up front. We had our usual five offensive linemen, but with Western Richburg on the pup, Ben Garland took his place at center. You know, the guards, Lakin Tomlinson, Mike Pearson, Pearson, and then our tackles, Staley and McGlinchey. That's pretty standard. You know, we opened up in a two wide receiver set. The two wide receivers were Dante Pettis and Marquise Goodwin. I know a lot of people have been uh, falling off the Goodwin bandwagon, but understand this guy is special. He is a starter. I think Debo will eventually take his spot in two wide receiver sets, but Goodwin is going to be considered a starter for the entire year as long as he is healthy. Uh, Coleman was the running back, Kyle Juszczyk at fullback, and of course Jimmy G was at behind, under center, and Kittle, the best tight end in the NFL, was back there. Now, what was interesting to me, and these are the things that you have to look for in training camp. Everybody's going to look predominantly good, but who are the backups and who's getting reps where? Because if you monitor that, that usually tells you what the coaches think is their depth chart and who they value. So the backup offensive line on day one, you had Justin School at left tackle, Daniel Brunskill, he was left guard, Wesley Johnson was backup center, which was interesting, Joshua Garnett, who we all know, right guard, and Sean Coleman, right tackle. So the battle there is going to be Sean Coleman and School for that swing tackle job and then who is going to be the first interior backup? Is it going to be Wesley Johnson, who can play guard and center? Or is it going to be Garnett, who has a higher ceiling, but can only play that guard spot? He's never played center before. So that's going to be interesting. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo looked great all during individual drills. You know, whenever they were doing seven-on-seven seven and air routes, I don't think I saw one incomplete pass for him. He was on fire. Looked great. Uh, he does have the knee brace, but again, no issues there. Then they go team. They go team, and holy cow, he did not do well. <laughs> he, uh, the very first team practice, so they have two separate team drills to work through. Jimmy G went 0 for 5 to start the first one, so that was rough. Now, the final team one, he ended up completing six passes in a row and finished 6 for 8 in team on the at the end to cancel out to finish up practice his two best throws uh one was to dante pettis deep over the middle for a big game and another one was to jordan matthews on a hot route over the middle for a big game coming out of the slot which i love seeing jordan matthews getting snaps there so uh, that's jimmy g's kind of snapshot of the day nick mullins took second team reps which is great i think that he and cj are going to continue to uh, split days so again, I think Nick Mullins is good, the quarterback two today. It'll be CJ tomorrow, and they'll just continue to alternate. What's going to be interesting is once we get to that first preseason game, because they've already come out and said Jimmy Garoppolo's not playing in it, who's going to get starter snaps week one of the preseason? I think that's going to be very telling. Obviously, this should be Nick Mullins' job to lose, but something else to just keep an eye on. Um, now, 
man, we got to talk a little bit about Mitch Wisnowski, who, goodness, you know, there was nobody probably more vocal than I am. Whenever we took a punter in the fourth round, I was very, very upset, especially with some of the key positions that we have glare needs at. But uh, he's he's a 49ers now. Uh, he's, he's a 49er now. So I am the biggest Wish fan that there is, and I want him to be great, and I'm cheering for him. Yes, I was upset, but that's in the past. That's what the draft is. You get upset, but he's on your team, and you've got to be a fan of your team. He hit some great punts with almost a five and a half second hang time on a few of them that I was counting. I mean, just absolutely incredible. He is looking as advertised. Very curious to see how that's going to work out, but got to give him props there. Now, here we go. Let's switch over to the defensive side, and let's go over just a couple things. We've got some great information as far as who was starting where, where people were getting snaps. So the defensive starters, day one, you had Ford, you know, D. Ford, Solomon Thomas, DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead. That was the initial front four. Now, on third downs, what they were doing is rotating in. Armstead rotated inside, and Nick Bosa came out and practiced with the first team on third downs. Nick Bosa got all of his snaps today with the second team, except for on third downs. He was uh, pushed up there, which is great. That's where you want to see him start. Linebackers that started, Quan Alexander, Fred Warner, and Drake Greenlaw, rookie, getting first team snaps on day one. That is great. You know, Robert Saleh came out in his press conference and specifically started talking about Greenlaw and just how it, it, he's earning a spot and you've got to learn trust. That, that's what's key there. You know, Saleh went on to say that that third linebacker spot's wide open between four to five guys. So I'm curious if Greenlaw will continue to get first team snaps tomorrow. That's one of the very first things I'm going to be looking for. I hope that he does. I, I don't want Malcolm Smith out there with the starters. I love Elijah Lee, but again, I've said on here several times, I want him backing up the Mike and Will spot, and I want a specific Sam guy slash special teams guy, which would be Greenlaw. Now, Corners, nothing of surprise there. Sherman and Witherspoon were outside with Kawan Williams in the slot, and the two safeties were uh, Tart and Colbert. So those were the two guys that were back there with the starters. Uh, Nick Bosa, as I said, he was with the second team predominantly, got some pass rush work with the first team, but uh, hell of a game. Whenever they went team, they couldn't keep him out of the backfield. He he beat Joe Staley a few different times, got the best of them, and one of them would have been a strip sack. So you've got to be just absolutely pumped about what you've seen from Nick Bosa day one. You know, first day OTAs, tightened up his hamstring. Today he went out there, looked unbelievable. Like he just looks great in team drills. He has it. Then he goes against Joe Staley, his first ever practice, and beats him twice. Um, got several other pressures. Just looked great. So cannot wait to see what he's going to do. And last thing that I just want to like finish up with is – the Robert Saleh press conference, you know, right after practice, he gets up there and one of the first things he was asked about was turnovers. Like, what's up with turnovers? You know, the 49ers broke the record for the least amount of turnovers, only seven all year in the history of the NFL since the merger happened. So Robert Saleh came out and he said, we want to break records the other way. Uh, that's what we want to do. We, we put a ridiculous amount of time emphasizing turnovers with our language with our coaching with the reps that we do it's just got to happen so very excited to see this change i think the personnel will definitely bring about that change you look at what 
you know, D4 did last year. He forced more turnovers than the entire 49ers defense did last year alone. Quan Alexander, he's averaged three turnovers forced a year in his four-year career. Nick Bosa got a strip sack today. Like, these are great things. And so with our pass rush, that should be a thing right now. Salo was also asked about the D-line rotation and what should we expect. And he said, look, do not look too much into it during training camp. We're going to rotate every single guy all over the place during training camp. You know, Solly and Eric Armstead are going to play inside and outside. Grossed me out whenever he said that. Solomon Thomas needs to be inside 100%, but that's whatever. Um, he did say they will have more defined roles once we get closer to the preseason. But for now, we've got to make sure everybody understands all the different plays, all the different positions. And then as we get closer to the season, those roles will become clearly defined and more transparent. And we'll be able to figure out who goes where. Tarvarius Moore did take snaps at safety. He looks comfortable back there, but he's got a long ways to go. You know, he was getting third team snaps back there. So I love that they're keeping him at safety, but the idea that he's going to be earning a starting role in this defense anytime soon, we're going to have to see. He's going to have to show it in the game. Now, a couple other questions were interesting where they asked about why make so many changes on defense? You know, the wide nine affects up front. The three linebackers affects, you know, the middle of the defense. And then the interchangeable safeties as opposed to the traditional cover three. And I love the answer that he gave. You know, if Robert Saylor's good at anything, it's press conferences and talking. He instills confidence. He's got a lot of charisma. And he said, look, the NFL is going to much more one-back sets in their base system. These changes allow us to have way more versatility, disguising coverages and who's doing what and where and all those things. And so we can keep the structure of our defense, our base out there more often, which is now our nickel. And we can do a lot more from that because of these changes. So, and I agree with that. That makes total sense once he said it. Um, it was very clear the way that he said it. You could tell he's thought about this answer. They kind of prepped him on it. But we'll just have to see if it plays out that way. He did have a lot of positive things to say about two of his defenders. Number one, Jason Ferret. He said he's just a dog. He's a down-to-earth grown man who will either you get out of his way or he'll run you over. And that he's just very excited for him. You know, anything that we get from Verrett is bonus. I think as of now, our starters are going to be Witherspoon and Sherman on the outside. But Verrett has the possibility to be one of the best number three corners in the NFL. I, I think personally... He could beat out Witherspoon, but this head coach and defensive coordinator love Witherspoon and his potential because his ceiling is higher. So we'll see. Uh, regardless, if Verrett's healthy, he's going to be getting a lot of snaps. So you don't have to worry so much about who is the starter. Verrett's going to play if he's healthy, 100% guaranteed. And also Ronald Blair, who is probably the most versatile player on that defensive unit. He plays all four um, spots on that D-line more than anybody, and he is absolutely incredible, and so I'm very excited to see him, and he even made an appearance on the NFL 100. You know, he was just giving commentary. He didn't make the list, obviously, but I love that he is getting more visual, uh, more representation in the NFL because he's special. He is a guy that would start for probably 25 franchises in the NFL. Now, we have so much depth that he's probably not going to be a starter for us, but he is a guy that will get meaningful snaps. So 
Man, I am so happy. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that. Again, just want to bring up the giveaway. Head over to iTunes, type in 49ers, hit the 49ers Rush podcast, leave a positive review with your Twitter handle and or email, and win a free Manscaped kit. It's the 2.0 if you want to head over to manscaped.com and see what all that entails. $100 value, yours for free. And just want to say thanks for listening, and I will be back shortly with more training camp reports. Thank you guys for listening. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.